Ding dong, the witch is dead. Which old witch? The divisions in the ACC conference. Things are about to shake up, and I'm going to explain why it's going to help Boston College. All of this and more on today's show. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. On Tuesday, the ACC announced that they are finally getting rid of the conference divisions. The Atlantic and the Coastal are dead. Everyone can rejoice now. You get to have a new scheduling system called the 355. Basically, you have three regular locked-in rivals that you play every single year, and then five teams that you rotate. So five one year, five the other. Five one year, five the other. There's 13 teams. That's how it works. So how do they announce this? Boston College is going to get Syracuse. No surprise. Pitt. Eh, a little surprise, but not really a surprise. Miami. Whoa. Okay. Now, this is uh, a lot for BC. This is a, this is a a throwback to the Big East. You have three former Big East schools, four when, when you consider this grouping, that now get to play each other every year, and I love it. I one of the things that I think a lot of people missed were those classic Big East rivalries uh, with the new ACC. Like when you're playing every year, NC State, Wake Forest, Louisville. Who cares? I mean, Louisville's biggies too, but they're not old school biggies. They were kind of near the end. Now you get Syracuse, a team that you've played forever. You get Pitt, a team that you have a long history with, and Miami. And if you're a Boston College fan, I don't even need to tell you that. Between the Ed Reed game, which is one of the low points in 2001 where BC had that number one team on the ropes and was not able to beat them, to the Hale Flutie game. There have been major big moments between these two schools. Now, Will Miami poo-poo this game and say, their fan base say, oh yeah, it's Boston College, who cares? We're the new you. We've got Mario Cristobal and, and Tyler Van Dyke and you know we're paying all our recruits millions of dollars. Yeah, but you know what? That's what's going to make it fun. That's what's going to make Miami that marquee game. And I like, and I'm going to say this right now, and you may not agree with me, and that's fine. I don't care if you do or don't, that I like having Miami on the schedule every year instead of, of Clemson. What team plays a better villain in your mind? The U or Clemson? Now, you know, there's people out there. My old, my co-host Mitch, uh, I know he would say Clemson because I know he's not a big Dabo Sweeney fan. But the gaudy uh, turnover chains and the, the, the back in the days with the Michael Irvins and Warren Sapps and, and uh, Jimmy Johnson and all those big moments. I know those was a long time ago. But Miami has, they're the perfect, if I can use a wrestling term, heel team. Like, they are the bad guys. And when you want a, a team to get your fan base all revved up about, Miami's perfect. And I'm glad that they're on there. And I'm glad that we don't have Clemson and Virginia Tech every year. And it's not because I want to see BC dodging uh, a tough team. Miami's going to be good. Believe me, you got a good team right there. It's because I don't see either of those teams as like the rivalry that you want to build upon moving forward. Clemson's a nice team, and it's great to travel to. You get them every other year. Isn't that fine? I think it is. I would prefer not to have to play them every single year. And you only have to go to Death Valley now once every four years. That's a positive. And Virginia Tech... It just seems stale. Like, you have the games sometimes at Blacksburg at night that are crazy. 
And, you know, last year was the red bandana game. That was big. But really, you're only um, you're only relying on that Matt Ryan game and a few other games in between, you know, the ACC championship games. But that's 15 years ago, folks. There's no like you don't get yourself jazzed up as a Boston College fan for Virginia Tech. And I could tell you they don't feel the same way. They feel the same way about us. They don't feel like they get all that excited about Boston College being on their schedule. So, again, another team make it every other year. Like that. So Miami, I think, is a home run. You get a nice, challenging team. You get a team that's on the rise that you can upset and get the fan base going crazy for them. I think that's a good one. Syracuse was a no-brainer. You, I mean, of any team, I think a couple months ago when they first started talking about getting rid of the divisions, Syracuse was the team I said, okay, lock that one in. It's absolutely happening. BC and Syracuse, when you talk about rivalries... BC and Syracuse go on for years, and it's been a nice balanced rivalry between the two schools, right? Um, You know, Syracuse has the Diamond Ferry game, which makes me still want to puke. They have uh, big wins recently. I mean, they won last year, but BC had some wins as well. So I think that one seemed like it was just going to happen. You want to have Syracuse on there. They're two Big East schools. That their, their fan bases can travel easily between the two uh, locations. That one was a slam dunk. And I think that worked. The final one, Pitt. I'm glad they did this one as well because again, now three, you know, those three teams, Syracuse, Pitt, and BC, you've kind of made a a pod, if you will, of Northeast schools. And and it's bigger. It's the it's the it's the old Big East when you include Miami into all of this. But when you include Pitt, now you have two teams that you're going to play every year: Syracuse and Pitt. And you can, those fan bases can easily travel back and forth to either of those schools. And Pitt's a good school, too. I think, you know, when you're looking at difficulty and you're saying, oh, we got rid of Virginia Tech and you got rid of Clemson, who won the ACC last year? It was Pitt. And Pitt has a, a history with BC. You know, they they played that great game. I mean, it was only two years ago. I just wrote about it on BC Bulletin earlier today that it was that game that Phil Dracovic and Kenny Pickett dueled it out with Kenny Pickett on one foot. And uh, that the kicker for Pitt missed the extra uh, point in overtime for BC to win that game. So they've had some good games. I think they match up well. I think, um, I, I you know, it's Northeast football at its finest. And it, and it gives you that flavor of the Northeast. And that that of regional Northeast, like old school Big East football. And I think that's what you want. You don't like when you talk like NC State and BC. Yeah, that's a great game to have every other year or so and have them at at campus every four years. But is there like something intrinsically important about that matchup? No. Same thing with Wake Forest. I know a lot of bloggers joke about hashtag the rivalry, but that's just like a joke between like a couple thousand blog readers. That is not a real rivalry. It's a nice game. But it's not, it doesn't have that deeper value. Pitt and Syracuse have that deeper value, that cultural feel of Northeast football that I think was missing in ACC football for years. And now they got it back. And now I think BC has a nice schedule. And now in our second segment, I'm going to dive ahead and I'm going to look at, they all because the, the conference also released schedules that are coming out for the next four years. I'm going to you know spitball here and look at what games look like, what seasons look tough, what seasons don't look tough, and give you my thoughts about that in just a moment. 
Now, our friends over at Rock Auto, you need to check them out. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait for the person behind the counter to order the parts on their computer when you have it all in your hand, in your cell phone, in your laptop? Just head over to rockauto.com and you'll see exactly what I mean. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto. You could save 30, 50, even 100% more than you would if you went to any chain auto parts store that are down the street from you. Rock Auto is a family business, which is so important. You want to you want to you want to support these these kinds of companies because they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Never they're low for everyone. And the part that I love about Rock Auto is so easy to use. They have everything that you need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. All you have to do is go over to their easy to to navigate website Put in your make and model, boom, everything comes up. You can find what you need at a nice low price. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I hope you're enjoying this special episode of Locked On Boston College. This is our Wednesday episode, but I'm dropping it on Tuesday because I'm sure all of you are interested in my thoughts and opinions on the ACC changing their uh, scheduling from uh, divisions to a open schedule of 3-5-5. And I think um, what we're going to talk about next will be the most interesting part, which is looking ahead at the schedules for the next four seasons. Because not only did they announce the three uh, locked-in rivalries that each team will have, but they also release the opponents that each team will play from 2023 when this starts to 2026. So you get a you get a taste, of, and you can include in all the out-of-conference teams that you know are on the schedule, and they're already out there, so you can see a bunch of them uh, to get a feel of. Okay, looking the next year, how is this going to feel? How is next the year after that going to feel? And of course, when I talk about this. Things can change on a dime, right? If I was to look four years ago at a schedule and I was like, oh yeah, Wake Forest is on the schedule, no way in 2021 would I have thought that they would be an ACC championship caliber team. Never would have thought that. But again, that's the fun of sports radio, sports sports podcasting, right? Is that we could talk about it and spitball and hypothetical here. So let's look at 2023. Boston College has, of course, their, th- their three locked-in games, which is Miami, Syracuse, and Pitt. Those are the games that you know, okay? Then you know about two out-of-conference, four out-of-conference games, okay? You know about Army, UConn, NIU, and Holy Cross. And then on top of that, you have Florida State, Miami, uh, Florida State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Pitt, uh, Louisville, and Syracuse, excuse me. Uh, So you know your schedule pretty much you, you have it all locked in. You just don't know what the order of teams are going to be. You don't know who who plays what when. But I look at that that schedule. First of all, my first thought is that auto-conference schedule is awful. <laughs> that you you get zero Power 5 schools. You have Army, which I guess is nice, and I know a lot of folks like that. That's great. You get Army again. NIU, woof. UConn, woof. And Holy Cross, woof. So you've got... For what should be, and I think the defense will be fine next year, four easy out-of-conference wins. Florida right there. Boom. Got it. Okay? Then you look at what they get in conference. And just, again, this is just me looking at where I think a program is going to go, right? Like, if I was going to say Clemson's on the schedule, you know next year, no matter what happens, Clemson's probably going to have a decent team. Now, I look at the schedule and I look at Virginia, Louisville, uh, possibly Pitt, Syracuse, 
three of those teams are going to have new quarterbacks. Virginia, Louisville. Because Malik Cunningham and Brendan Armstrong are both are, are both off to the NFL next year. So those teams, I know um, that BC is going to be in that similar situation. But I look at the schedule and in 2023, and I say, and I think to myself, it lines up perfectly for your first year of post Phil Dracovic, post Zay Flowers. You're losing your two most dynamic weapons right now next year. Like and to to have to start a new quarterback, it's a little worrisome, right? Like you're you're throwing Emmett Moorhead out there, but it'll be his third year on campus. But I look at the schedule. I look at four out of conference games that they should win. And you look at the teams that they're playing against in 2023, they should be able to win at least three of those. That's seven wins right there. That's I mean, you got you have Georgia Tech who I if, if Jeff Collins is the head coach next year, God bless. Syracuse, who could be moving on from Dino Babers or have another year with Dino Babers. Either way, those are two very plausible wins. And I said Virginia and Louisville are going to have new quarterbacks as well. Can you pick out three wins out of that? Absolutely. And Florida State could also be struggling as well. And Virginia Tech, they're all rebuilding. So seven wins. I mean, I think a lot of folks had gone to 2023 and went, Oh, it's after Dracovic. We're going to take a step back. It's going to be a, a regression year for BC. And that it absolutely could be that case. But I'm looking at that schedule going, that's the perfect setup for Emmett Moorhead to be successful. For them to find success with their new offense, with a kid that's going to have his first starts. I think they could go bowling in 2023, folks, because I like how that schedule rolls out. And again, I'm telling you this now, things could change. This is just where we're at at this moment. Snapshot, right? That being said, I go to 2024 and I go, oh my God. <laughs> Look at the schedule. And here's the teams they get to play. Clemson, Pitt, Wake Forest, Florida State, Miami, UNC. Those are the 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 powerhouses. Okay, tough. You want to play in the, in the Power 5 conference? You, you got to play the big boys. Okay, let's look at their out-of-conference schedule. They got two teams scheduled. Missouri and Michigan State. Okay, so this team, <laughs> there's no rest here for this team. You better be hoping that that Emmett Moorhead is taking that huge step in year two because, wow, that is a tough, tough schedule just on paper, right? Again, things could change. But you've got Clemson in Miami, who are going to probably be the two favorites to win the ACC the next couple of years. UNC, who you expect to do well. You have Wake Forest, who's good. You have Pitt, who just won the ACC. You expect that Florida State's going to figure things out. Michigan State's always really good. Missouri is expected to start to continue to progress. And that's on the road. I, I mean, let's hope that Emmett Moorhead takes a step higher than Petrovic to win that schedule. But brutal. Tough, tough, tough year. And you expect that to happen. Now, 2025, 2026, this this is where things, I think, kind of taper off. And you've got a nice blend. I think the blend here is good because, like, in 2025, you have Georgia Tech, Louisville, you have Virginia, and I, I like that blend there. And then 2026, you get Duke again. You get NC State. You get North Carolina. You got some good blends, I think. And again, those are like four or five years in the future, so it's harder to, to, to gauge that. But I think you, you'll find your, your solid footing here come then. And then, of course, on all of this, we're talking about this right now, and there's the big elephant in the room right now. You're talking about all this scheduling, but you also know, you have to know, that we're talking about who these rivals are, that there's a team that could change all of this, and that's Notre Dame. And you best believe if Jim Phillips is not trying to get them in the conference right now, he should be fired immediately because they need him. They need that team right now. 
And so if if the ACC is capable of getting Notre Dame in, all of this talk in the last 15, 20 minutes, if you listen to me talking, is, is irrelevant because for BC, you have to imagine they're going to probably kick out Miami out of their, their top four or they'll make a fourth and it'll be Notre Dame. But Notre Dame will be in their top, you know, their three protected rivals. And that could change all of the scheduling thing. But again, that's not here now. We're not talking about that because we Notre Dame is still independent in, in football. Now, in our final segment, someone, um, a blogger put on social media a thought. And I want to give my, address my thoughts on his thought, his prediction that this is going to make it harder on Boston College to win the ACC. And I'm going to tell you why I don't believe any of that in just a moment. Now, our friends over at Bet Online, they're your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head over to the website today. It's so easy to use. You, you'll find everything you need there. And on their mobile device to learn more about their trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. We are breaking down the new ACC scheduling um, deal, uh, their new system that they've put together, including the locked-in rivals of Miami, Pitt, and Syracuse, and the abolishment of the co- divisional system, which I am a huge fan about. But in my final segment, I want to talk about the ACC championship, which now will be the top two teams in the conference. doesn't matter where they play. Obviously, there's no divisions anymore. So it gives you the chance as the top two teams to make it to the conference championship. Now, friend of the blog and friend of the podcast, Bill Maloney, who I've known for a while, he had a tweet that I thought uh, I wanted to address. He said, I will have a blog post on this later, but this is good for BC from a scheduling standpoint. However, it will be harder to win the ACC now. And I disagree with Bill here because there's one major factor that I think will make it easier for Boston College to make the ACC championship and possibly win it. That is, they don't have to play Clemson every year. (laughs) I mean, you just need to look at how the scheduling system worked for the last, what, since 2006? When they when they joined the con- or 2005 when they joined the ACC, it's always been BC lands Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina State, Wake Forest, and then later Syracuse and Louisville. Now Boston College doesn't have to face the hardest teams every single year, and yeah, you want to play the hard teams, but how many teams in the ACC Coastal have slipped into the ACC championship game over the last 15, 20 years, just out of dumb luck? Because the conference, the division was, you know, five, six, and six teams. It seemed like it happened for a long time. Now, that won't happen anymore because you could get two teams, any two teams, and get them into the championship game. So when I look at it at a, at a year like 2023 and BC does not have to play Clemson, I look and say, okay, yeah, that's an at you right, right away. Their odds are better. And you you avoid Florida State some years. You know, their athletes have always been killer for BC. So you have better chances here. And yes, they have to play Miami every year. And yes, on paper, the U is back. But for how many years have we talked about the Miami Hurricanes being back and it never happens? Now, to be truthful, I still, this year of any, I, I believe will, will be where they break through. And maybe this is where they're going to continue 
uh, you know, they just won a huge quarterback uh, war with Florida. They've got all these great coaches. They're killing the transfer portal. They're killing it on the recruiting trail. They're building something here. But to be truthful, they're not Clemson. They have they they have years. They have a decade to go before they can call themselves the next Clemson because Clemson has consistently done it almost every single year since Dabo Sweeney has been the head coach. Miami hasn't done anything yet. They have done nothing yet. They are hype, hype, hype. And as I said, I believe that they're going to live up to that hype. But can they hold it together for the for for you know how many years without screwing something up, losing their head coach, getting blasted with sanctions? That's a lot to ask for a program like Miami. It's not a lot to ask for any program to be at that elite level every single year. So you've replaced a program that has made themselves the, one of the gold stars in college football and replaced them with one that hopes to be a gold star, but is nowhere near that. Is that going to make it easier for you to win your conference? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no way around that. You get Clemson off that schedule and only play them every other year. You have immediately improved your odds year in and year out. And then you look at the rest of the schedule. You look at the other teams that you now get instead of having to play Virginia Tech, having to play Florida State or Louisville or whoever. You get the more the Georgia Techs, the Dukes, the UVAs, even Pitt when they go down a little bit. You get more of those schools, your odds go up again because you're not playing against Florida State every year or you're not playing against Louisville who have been tough to beat. You're getting you're getting a better balance. So in the, in the grand scheme of things, is it going to make it easier? A little bit. As I said, Clemson is, is it, not having that every year is going to help you immediately. But they're still going to have to win games. Bottom line, whether they're in a division, whether they're in a divisionless system, Boston College has to win games. They can't, they're can't. they not going to win the conference if they're just going to win seven games every year or six games every year. They're going to do more than that. So I, I get where Bill's coming from. I just, I think... On one hand, it looks like it'll be easier because they don't have to go through Clemson. On the other hand, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, BC just got to be a better program at this point. They got to play better. They got to do much more out there than they have been showing for over a decade now. So talking championships is silly until BC can prove that they belong to be in that conversation. But as we saw with Wake Forest last year, it only takes one season to get into that conversation. And, you know, even though that they don't have an offensive line this year, it could be something worth talking about as we get closer to the season. This is AJ Black. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wanted to push this out as early as I can because I know a lot of you guys had thoughts about this. What do you think about it? Hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnBC. Do you like the schedule? Do you think it's easy, harder? What do you think of the, the rivals that are put in? Hit me up on Twitter at LockedOnBC or at AJ Black underscore BC. We'll be back again on Friday. We'll have recruiting talk. We'll have all sorts of good stuff that you're going to want to make sure you do not miss. And make sure to follow us on YouTube. Hit us up there as well by just looking up Locked On Boston College and hitting subscribe. It's super easy and it helps the podcast. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you again soon.